0: Welcome to Inside the Nest, the official podcast of Kennesaw State University Athletics. I'm your host, Nolan Alexander. Today on the pod, we welcome the two senior managers for the men's basketball team, Will Durham and Jacob Harb. Mateen sits down with Amani Johnson to recap the record breaking win for KSU women's basketball on Sunday, and Jordan Griffith with a trip around the A sun to catch you up on the conference landscape. Inside the Nest is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank, the official bank of Kennesaw State Athletics. This is fandom of Fifth Third Better. Visit 53.com for more information. As a reminder, Inside the Nest is available across your favorite podcasting platforms. Please rate and subscribe to this podcast wherever you consume your podcasts. Well, for the roster for Amir Abdurrahim in year 2, there is a lot of turnover compared to last season and with that, no seniors on the roster. However, in one of the most important positions in the program, The managers, we've got two, with Jacob and Will. We bring them on Inside the Nest to discuss some of their favorite stories from their four years as managers, how they won an unofficial title, the differences in a COVID year compared to years before as far as their duties and their involvement, and what's ahead. It's Will and Jacob
1: on Inside the Nest.
0: A special edition of Inside the Nest today, we're joined by the two senior managers for Kennesaw State men's basketball, Jacob Harb and Will Durham. Guys, you've been with Kennesaw State basketball for a long time. You've seen roster turnover, you've seen coaching turnover, and now in your senior seasons, there's been some heartbreaking losses, but there's been a lot of excitement on the floor. For you two guys, What's this senior year been like? I'm sure there was probably some difficulties early on, knowing whether you get a season or not. But now that we're on the four, what, we've only got two more home weekends left this year.
2: Uh-huh. It's been a huge change this season, obviously with the pandemic that's been going on. Not really knowing, like you said, if we're going to have a season or not, and not knowing as managers what we're able to do on the court, in the locker room. I think the biggest thing we've had to go through is all these ups and downs with learning new information each day and having to adapt to change. Each day, we're having to learn something new with ourselves and with the team and continue to go with the different ups and downs, more like a roller coaster of a season for all of us, whether we're getting shut down or whether we're not knowing if we're going to play during a weekend. But I think it's all about adapting to change and understanding that this season's way different than any other season we're going to have. And we're just glad as seniors that we get to have a season this year.
1: Mm -hmm. Very true. I think something that, is huge is the way that coaches uh, I think everyone involved in the program has kind of uh, been changing like Jacob said has been adapting to this season um, as managers like we're in constant communication with each other like you know what's going to happen today or you know what needs to be done for practice um, of course we're all about mask and social distancing ourselves um, this year we can't really be involved with drills like last year Jacob and I were in pretty much every drill at practice and now we can't really be able to do that, and so uh, we're just kind of doing scoreboard and we're doing film, we're doing as much as uh, that's possible that the team's allowing us to do to be able to still be involved, and still be managers. But it's definitely been it's been a challenge. But you know, I'm, I'm just glad at the end of the day, even when you had a, a rough day, uh, you can still look back and say, you know, we're still on the court, we're still have a senior season. That's really all you can ask for.
0: Okay, well, let's walk us through what's so different this year. Take us through a typical practice what all you have to do pre-practice all the way to post-practice breakdown? It's new in 2020, 2021 because of COVID protocols.
1: So I think a typical day, uh, we can say, let's take today, for example, uh, we have practice at 1.30. Uh, mm-hmm. So today, uh, pre-practice, what we're going to do is we're going to get all the practice gear. So we have you know, body pads, we have big cones, uh, we need to get the snacks, we need to get different other things that like coaches need whiteboards when I mean, you get towels when you to get their uh, practice practice uniforms and if we're having practice at the communication center then that's pretty easy because it's all right there next to the locker room or we can go to our uh, practice facility which is about like a two minute drive off campus but we'll take all that all that stuff and put it in our our own personal cars and we'll go to the practice facility today we're in the uh, practice facility so we'll take it all over there Uh, We'll set it up for practice. Make sure the guys have everything they need. Shoes. They sometimes text us personally just see if they need shoes and practice gear. Uh, During practice, we're on the scoreboard. We're statting whatever coach needs. You know, providing uh, snacks. Sometimes we're eating on those snacks. We get pretty hungry too. (laughs) So (laughs) Mm -hmm. definitely, we're big popcorn fans. So that's what we're 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 killing smart pop. But during practice, we're uh, just whatever coaches need during practice. Then after practice, we're taking all the laundry back. We're washing it, drying it taking all the gear back to the Convocation Center, uh, whatever our bosses Trey and Griff need, we're doing that for them. Again, communication is so key. So that's kind of a typical practice day. Of course, you have to factor in class and homework, all that good stuff that college students also have to go through, but yeah. Jacob, I want you to go back to yesteryear and years
0: before COVID and being a manager for Kennesaw State men's basketball. What was your favorite part about being a manager during practice, whether it's uh, in practice or before or after, and the least favorite? Man,
2: that's a great question that you ask. My favorite, I'll start with the favorite moment. My favorite moment of being in practice last year, first of all, it was a complete change with Coach Amir's staff as their staff from the years before. Much more involved. They want to have intentional relationships with us, and they're very genuine people. So And that aspect of things, they push us to be the best managers that we can be, but also just better professional individuals. I love being involved in practice. As a former high school basketball player, it was fun to be able to be on the court for some scout team things that we got to do last year. So I remember pretty vividly a moment when we were playing at UNCG at their place last year. Me and Will are on the scout team with Coach Amir's handling the ball point guard. You got Coach Tanner in there pay me power forward. And then coach Fletcher, he's there at center us five. We're playing our team. We're trying to get us ready to play UNCG. And I mean, we are rolling in the scout team. I mean, we are, I'm making, I made like four threes that, that scout team. I mean, I felt on top of the world. I mean, it was probably one of the best feelings I've had honestly <laughs> as a manager. I mean, it's just fun being able to compete with these guys and, ha- and have a really good time doing it and help make them better. Obviously we're not, you know, the best athletes that you could say, but it was a lot of fun being able to just compete and practice each day and enjoy each moment together. Now my least favorite moment, I guess, of being a manager in last season, man, that's a tough one. I mean, you can always put laundry in there just because some of these players, they just don't smell good at all whatsoever and having to hold all those Mm -hmm. things in your hand. (laughs) Uh, But at the same time, I mean, it'd probably be some of the super last minute things that we have to do. Just, hey, uh, can you be here in 10 minutes? I know you're probably doing something right now but I just need you here right now and I'm like yes sir I'll just be there I'll be as there as soon as I possibly can Mm -hmm. but there's just all those those different fun moments that we have that are kind of hard to explain but there's so many fun moments that we've had through our four years of being a manager that we're super thankful for the opportunity.
0: Will I want you to answer the same questions but before I get to that after you made those four three-pointers up in Greensboro do you approach Coach Amir and ask for a scholarship? <laughs>
2: well, I mean, we all, last year we see these managers playing some games. So, Coach Amir, if you're listening to this podcast, we got two more home games exactly. left, or two more home series left. <laughs> if you need someone to come in the corner shoot a three, I mean, Coach Amir, you probably remember that that practice. So, I'll ask him about it maybe today.
0: <laughs> it, for managers in general, does what happened at Jackson State last year with snacks? Does that serve as like a the the holy grail of motivation to get in and launch a three and make it and get on Sports Center?
2: It's gotta be the holy grail. It happened to Virginia too and snacks at Jackson State. I mean, that's that's gotta be the highest point
1: you can get. It's it's funny because we know one of our guys, he's at Liberty. He was a manager last year, he's a walk-on now. He got in a a game last year and and hit a three. And so when I I saw when we played at Liberty last year, I was like, man, like you don't know how how bad we want to get in. Oh, man, but, yeah, I, I, we've definitely seen that. It's definitely motivation last year for practice for sure.
0: Okay, well, so you answer the favorite part and least favorite part of being a manager prior to COVID. Prior to COVID.
1: Being a manager, I mean, uh, I think my favorite part definitely has to be uh, just the conversations we have uh, with different coaches and players. Uh, and, like, the, the absolute – sometimes it's comedy, <laughs> what we talk about at practice. Uh, I mean, Tanner Smith, Coach, uh, we call him Coach Tan – you know, he some days he can be really, really awesome to you. He'd be like, hey, Will, how you doing, man? Or he can be like, hey, well, you know, you're really messing up today, man. You need to do this and do this. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Coach. And we had a guy last year who was a manager with us for the past two years, Zach Majeris, who was it's probably hands down one of the funniest dudes I know. And he would just get Trey and Griff and get <laughs> even get Coach Amir Fletcher. I mean, he get those guys around. And so for pre-practice, when they're doing warm-ups and stuff, I mean, we're just making jokes. And we had a lot of debates about who's the GOAT, uh, you know, LeBron or MJ. And then some guy would just name a random, like, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And then everyone would freak out. And we're all just laughing together. And so I think the conversations, the relationships are definitely my favorite. My least favorite part, of uh, I think early on when Coach first started, like, his practices, he wanted energy. I think that's something that was – kind of missing mm-hmm. from this program and so he really needed energy and he expected that from us
2: mm-hmm. and he
1: expected constant clapping constant yelling and so whenever you weren't showing energy coach Amir would stare you down and be like hey we're hey wake up and so definitely whenever coach Amir kind of gets on you about lack of energy <laughs> or anything like that I remember there was a drill last year where you know it's it's a drill where you know we defensively rotate after every uh possession or something like that and I just kind of got locked, uh, lost in lost in thought, and I'm just kind of staring around the communication center. And I noticed the Jim goes silent. I'm like, "Why is the gym silent?" And then every all eyes are on me, just because I'm, I'm lost. And he's like, "Will, come on, man, what are you doing? What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm sorry," and I just gotta keep clapping. Uh, so just kind of being on your toes is like that's, but that's being a manager. So, but that's that's kind of my least favorite part when uh, you're kind of unexpectedly just caught off guard during practice. Called out. Mm-hmm.
0: Will Durham and Jacob Harb are two senior managers for Kennesaw State Men's Basketball, joining us on Inside the Nest. Y'all compete during practice. Y'all bring the energy during games, but come to find out, last year and uh, I'm sure this went on for years before, y'all get after it pregame against other managers too. Happen to notice on the Kennesaw State Men's Basketball Managers account, there, there's a trophy there. Is a defending championship,
1: mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah, no, we have we have rings on our fingers for sure. They're not on our fingers now, but uh, you know we we like to claim that we're uh, the 2019-2020 Asun Manager Championships, and that's through uh, Manager Games, uh, which mm-hmm. is all done through Twitter at Manager Games on Twitter, and it's a it's pretty much a, a thing where all the managers around the nation play the night before they play the actual game. And we got to play some really awesome teams uh, mm. around the country during our three, three years, three and a half now, four years. Uh, we got to meet a lot of cool people. We got to play a lot of manager games. And last year, uh, let's just say we won more than we lost, and uh, got to claim a, a championship. I, I'm surprised. I think Taylor Rogers. I, I, I'm still talking with her about getting a banner up in the convocation center for that. Uh, but you know, I think I think it will soon come. The, the rings just came in. They look beautiful. So it was well deserved. Was
0: <laughs> so who all did y'all play last year in the A Sun?
1: So we played North Alabama. W. Uh, yeah, that's, that's actually two Ws. We played, we played them a home-and-home home series with North Alabama. Got two Ws, mm-hmm. and then uh, we played Lipscomb on the road. Shout out Josh Leake. He, he had a, a awesome performance against mm-hmm. Lipscomb. Uh, we also played oh, – who else did we play?
2: Those are the two teams we played in conference last year. Uh, in non-conference, who did we play We played, in we
1: played uh, at Drake last year. That was actually our only loss of the year was at Drake in Iowa. And then we played at UNCG, coming off the, the legendary practice. We played we a manager did. game that night. We were hot. And we breath. were still feeling ourselves. Uh, so we, we were knocking down shots there. I think we went five and one. Yeah,
2: five and one. And mm-hmm. then season had to end abruptly. But someone had to be crowned champion. It happened to be the Kennesaw State
1: men's basketball manager. Yeah, it had to be.
0: So hold up. These games are scheduled over a Twitter account?
1: Pretty much. So what we've been doing since pretty much our freshman year, uh, we made a, a Twitter account, us two, when we were freshmen. Uh, Just KSU MBB managers on Twitter, and we follow all the other manager accounts um, around the nation. And what we do, if when we like, you know, let's say two years ago we played at Georgia Tech, uh, and so we we follow them on Twitter. So we DM'd them on Twitter and said, "Hey guys, uh, we're on the road. We're we're staying in Atlanta that night. Do you want to play a manager game at um, McCamish Pavilion?" And if they have five guys ready to go, they'll say yes. If we we had five guys, so we said yes, and we just. We go play. Usually it's at like 10 o'clock at night, mm-hmm. usually like after practice, after we eat dinner. Uh And so it, it, there's a lot of instances like that around the ASUN when we play. I, you know, we we know most of the managers in the ASUN now yeah. and I have most of their phone numbers and, you know, contact them daily when they come to our place where we go to theirs. Uh So we usually just text them, say, hey, you got five. All right, bet. right, let's play. <laughs>
2: A lot of crazy games. We even streamed a game on Facebook Live one time, our mm-hmm. junior year versus Florida Gulf Coast. And then the loss, high scoring game, about 190 around that score. Yeah. But we streamed it. The fans wanted to see it. They were intrigued. They were interested. And, they, and hopefully one day we can stream another game. Exactly.
0: 190 these are long games. I mean, what do you, are y'all playing a full 40?
2: Oh yeah. We're playing a full 40. I mean, you're talking 20 minute halves clocks, not stopping those whole halves until the very end. Um, Not a lot of defense being played right now. Uh, I'm sorry, coach mirror. You'd be disappointed to hear that (laughs) just with our attention to detail on the defensive end. I know you emphasize that a lot, but Hey, we're letting it fly. That's our motto. We let the ball fly. We shoot a lot of threes. We feel a lot of energy. We're cutting off the ball, but these are high scoring games. These are 40 minute games. We c- you call your own fouls. Mm-hmm. You bring in your own subs. It's it's a legit game. So they're fun. They get us and they get us excited for our game the next day when we watch the team play. But I mean, you gotta look forward to the manager games. It's 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 a bright spot of being a manager. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I think. I mean, every every trip we gone on last year, we just brought our shoes just in case. Mm-hmm. Like even if we haven't been in contact with them, we we're like, oh, maybe they want to play three on three. <laughs> maybe they want to do. Something. I mean, so that, that was probably one of my fa- that's probably one of my favorite parts of being a manager. Mm-hmm is playing those games are also connecting with so many people around the country uh with being managers we're all like we're all kind of brothers and sisters of basketball uh and you know we all help out these teams uh, we're all kind of in the same roles we do different stuff in those roles but we're all kind of you know we're kind of one big family through kind of manager games and other things like that and so it's really cool to not only play but to have relationships like that i've met some of my best friends through manager games uh, some guys at UNF, Liberty, Lipscomb that are just really good friends, UNA. Uh, so yeah, those are those are really awesome.
0: Well, I'm glad to hear that because I think overall being a manager for any team, there's a lot that you can learn about yourself and much like being a student athlete, there's many qualities that you can take to your next level of life, whatever it is. And then here, uh, networking relationships is a plus too. So for you guys after graduation, what are your aspirations and goals?
2: That's one of the biggest questions I'd say ask myself, you know, graduating in May as seniors, we've been able to really have a large network. Like you said, just talking to a bunch of different managers and coaches and personnel at different schools. Initially, after I graduate, I've considered pursuing my MBA, but I've also considered the aspect of going into sports ministry. And I've also considered the opportunity to really see what the corporate world has to say. We're both business management majors. So I've been very passionate about the management aspect of the business world, but also the sports side world, you know, being a student manager has helped me be able to apply the management skills I've learned at the Coles College of Business here at Kennesaw State to what I do each day with managing people and managing a team, which is very important that we've done each day. So there was some My biggest aspirations of setting exactly what I want down, but I'd love to really continue to explore what's going to be open in the corporate world, but also really the sports ministry aspect side of things that I've been passionate about for a long time.
1: I love, uh, shout out Cole's College of Business. Uh, That's that's my college right there. That's our college. Mm -hmm. Uh, I kind of have the same aspirations. Uh, I I definitely am passionate about basketball and about coaching. And so I really want to try to be a graduate assistant or be involved in some college basketball program after uh, graduation. That would be really awesome, but also um, keeping my doors open for sure. Uh, just trying to figure out what the corporate world has to offer, what maybe in the world of sports uh, business, uh, try to be maybe a, a, in the marketing department of, of a sports team or a, a, of an athletics department. Um, you know, it, it's, a uh, it's, it's January of our last semester of college. And so we, we are, mm-hmm. you know, we're on classes, but we're, we're on LinkedIn pretty much every day, just trying to, mm-hmm. trying to get those, uh, those applications, those jobs. So, um, but yeah, really excited. Uh, loved our time at KSU. Can't wait for the future.
0: Well, Hey, if there's somebody listening right now, you want to plug your uh, social media account so they can give you a follow and then hook up with you if they want.
1: Hey, why not? I mean, I'm wdurham16 on Twitter, wdurham16 on Instagram. Hey. Maybe not Instagram, but for sure Twitter. <laughs> Maybe LinkedIn. William Durham is my full name on I mean, LinkedIn. you got to go
2: underscore Jacob Harb, Instagram, Twitter. Hit me up. <laughs> we can talk through
1: something. Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk.
0: Well, guys, as we uh, close down your appearance here on Inside the Nest, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I know that you have had four years of memories And maybe you haven't been able to tell every story that you want so i'm going to give you an open floor here might be a little dangerous might have to go back and edit something but uh stories that you want to tell that you haven't told yet whether it's on uh, this appearance or inside the nest what's the best of the best in your four years here
1: i I've, i've had great memories i've had funny memories i've had pretty weird memories um, whenever I think back to managing and of back to on the road, I think of our first game sophomore year, me and Jacob are, uh, named like the travel managers. We're going on every road trip. Uh, we bring another manager with us. His name is Frank. Uh, and we go and we play Kansas state, our first game of the season at Kansas state. And, uh, so we fly to Chicago and then we're going to connect to Manhattan, Kansas to go play them the next day. And again, we're sophomores, like we've we probably been on the road two or three times, mm-hmm. haven't had much road experience. And oh, so we're, wow. we're we're kind of stressed out ourselves. And so we fly to Chicago and a person, we get off the plane. We had to rush in the next gate to try to make the flight. And there's a a, a woman there that is like, hey, are you with Kansas State? I'm like, yes, ma'am. We're about to go to our flight. And she said, well, just wait here. And I was like, uh, I don't want to wait here. <laughs> I got to make this flight. And she's like, no, 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 wait here. Where's your, uh, you know, your travel person. So, uh, Trey Merle, uh, it was, uh, that was his first year being uh, on the basketball, the coaching staff. And we realized that our flight was canceled to, uh, Manhattan, Kansas. And so now we're sitting in the, in the airport with our luggage. And we're just like, what are we going to do? And so we have to get a bus from Chicago to Manhattan, Kansas. Oh. And it was, I think 2 p.m. in Chicago at the time, we got to Manhattan, Kansas at 3 a.m. Yeah. Uh, we got in our beds after situating everything around the hotel. Whenever we get to a hotel, we got to hang up stuff and all that good stuff. And so went to bed at 4 a.m., uh, got up at like 9 a.m. to eat breakfast. And then we had to play a game that day. We're supposed to play a manager game that night uh, <laughs> against Kansas State. That just did not happen. <laughs> so but that was definitely a crazy memory. Um I also wanna shout out all my managers that uh, I played in Madden in the (laughs) locker room before each game. Uh, Current manager, Michael Rodriguez is the absolute captain of Madden. Uh, No one can beat him, no one's ever beaten him. Uh, Those videos and those memories I have from those games uh, that we still play to this day are legendary. (laughs) Uh, I'll never forget uh, the legendary matchup between Michael Rodriguez and Zach Majeris or Michael almost put up a hundred on Zach in Madden and Tanner Smith was there to watch it. So shout out those guys. Those are always great memories.
2: I mean, I got two pretty big memories. I'm going to go with our first one, our sophomore year, we're playing a tournament at the U.S. Virgin Islands. We're doing laundry at this place, at this hotel we're staying at. And it's just one of, it's a pretty weird laundry machine. You never know if it's going to work or not, but we're like, all right, it'll probably work the whole week. Yeah. That was a bad idea to think because we were doing our practice laundry one day and the laundry machine just stops working. And I mean, this machine is flooded with water and we need our unis in the next hour and a half. Our transportation that week were these buses, but they weren't our normal buses. I mean, that you're literally hanging outside of these buses. I mean, you can see everything and there's no cover. So it's just like a trolley, pretty pretty much a trolley going through the U.S. Virgin Islands. Long story short... We have the dryer's not working, the washer's flooded, our uniforms are soaked, and we have to play with, uh, we're not playing, we're practicing on the other side of the island. All of us mayors are holding our practice units outside the trolley as we are going and just hoping that they dry. I mean, we're really holding about, I mean, like across. We're seeing all these views. We're like on some weird roads that they're not probably safe to go on. <laughs> I mean, we are holding all of our laundry outside this trolley, hoping that the thing is dry. Long story short, they never were going to be dry and they were still soaking wet. So we did not practice in our practice laundry uh, that day. But the second memory I have, Coach Amir, this is one of the best moments I've probably ever had with you uh, as a manager <laughs>
1: we're really banking on coach mirror listening to this yeah podcast. coach Mir, uh,
2: that's a huge shout out i mean all the coaches were there for this will and i are, are in these drills i mean and i'm, I'm we're going i'm going 100 and my 100 is the players like 40 percent because like i'm going as fast as i can i'm not a super athletic guy but like i can still you know get to the basket every once in a while we're in these drills i mean and like right when coach Amir came to this program and he's putting us in drills And like jeez you must think i'm like this savior of a manager that can be in all these drills and do all these like incredible things <laughs> and like jump off two off the bounce and dunk. And I'm like, I can't do any of this. <laughs> we're in these, these drills and we're going rep after rep, after rep. I'm heaving. I'm so tired. And coach Amir, he stops practice. And like, I guess we were, we didn't do a rep hundred percent or something or he didn't think it was hundred percent in his eyes. Goes, Will and Jacob, you guys are great athletes. Pick it up. <laughs> And I'm like, the Coach Amir just call me a great athlete? Are you like, what? Long story short, we're laughing at this after the best practice. Mike Young, our head men's basketball trainer, is that is now the group chat name of Will, Mike, and I is called The Great Athletes. So thank you, Coach, for giving us that name, <laughs> calling us great athletes, because that will stay with me forever that I'm a great
1: athlete. Hey, a, a head coach, do you want head coach call me a great athlete? I'll, I think I'll put that in my. Uh... My, on my grave, on my headstone, for sure. So if you're listening,
2: please let us play in a game uh, yes. <laughs>
1: coming up. It
2: would be awesome. Right.
0: No, the question is, have you been called a great athlete since that moment by coach?
2: N- never. No. I have never <laughs> been called a great athlete, ever. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been <laughs> called a great athlete until then. Maybe like a good-ish athlete, not Great.
0: Well, guys, last question for you as we look forward to another home weekend against Bellarmine this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Get your tickets, ksuowls.com slash tickets. What's one thing a listener to this podcast should know about the team going into this weekend, so whether it's been practiced this week or it's something this season that they should know that they don't?
1: I think one thing that I think fans should definitely realize is that this team's chemistry even though we're not producing in the, in the W column, uh, this team's chemistry is off the roof or, you know, off the wall. There's such a great group of guys together, you know, the way they communicate, the way they talk on the floor, even through Mm -hmm. adversity uh, these guys can, these guys are, you know, their bond is is, it's kind of crazy how fast they've, you know, you know, really gotten together. Um, You know, they, they got nicknames for everyone. They got, you know, it's kind of a college basketball team, but I, I, against other teams, I think we're just our, our, you know, our bond is kind of, it's kind of insane. These, these guys really do care for each other, fight for each other. Um, I think we definitely had to work on that before the season. And now that we've kind of gone through those battles and those trenches, um, these guys are going to stick up for each other and um, really appreciative of being a part of a team where, you know, everyone really just loves for each other, cares for each other, even though we're going through some pretty adverse times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely think a listener should, you know, realize, hey, you know, these guys, these guys love each other, care for each other, they live together, they're going through a COVID season together, which is not mm-hmm. easy. And so I, you know, for them to realize that, you know, these guys are brothers, these, these guys are not looking for individual achievements. Uh, these guys are looking for team, actually, they're, they're, look, they're hunting for banners. They're not hunting for an individual, you know, first team, they're looking for banners. So I think that's something that a listener should definitely realize.
2: Yeah, I'd like to piggyback off that. The team is embracing each moment, and each moment, like we said earlier, is changing every day. They're having to have stuff thrown at them on the fly and being able to adapt to that each season. And I think the biggest thing I've been able to – for a listener that isn't in each practice and seeing the team and how they act on a day-to-day basis, I mean, this team's attention to detail is extremely different than they probably expected for themselves. I mean, they're having to continue – to be locked in and film and practice and how they eat and how they are living their daily life during a COVID season where they need to be careful and continue each day. But the work ethic for these guys does not go unnoticed. They have had significant improvement, as you've seen in the games from last year to this year. From each practice, they're improving each day. They're listening to Coach Amir and their staff and continuing to be the best version of themselves each day. And I think that our motto, Bone, doesn't go unnoticed of being one and continuing to uplift each other each day and just stay positive each day that they're not getting down on themselves each day. We believe that we can win each game that we play, and they're going to continue to improve in that aspect and continue to stay together as a unit. So for a listener that doesn't see each practice, I mean, this team is staying together, and they're going to continue to improve each day.
0: Jacob Harb, Will Durham, great managers and apparently great athletes too. Thanks for joining us in Inside <laughs> the House.
1: Thank you, Noah. Thanks for having it us. was an honor. It was an honor.
0: Holy hand-rolled tortillas. Does Chewy's know Tex-Mex or what? We're making our fresh tortillas all day long. Perfect for wrapping up Chewy's famous Chicka Chicka Boom Boom enchiladas. Stuffed with house-roasted chicken, smothered in spicy, cheesy Boom Boom sauce. Better have a handshaken, fresh limerita handy. Just saying. So gather up your friends, because you can dine in at Chewy's or get it to go. We even have meal kits available for pickup or delivery at order.chewys.com. Locations in Kennesaw and Perimeter, Find us at Chewy's.com. See y'all at Chewy's. We'd like to take this time to thank our proud partner, Coca-Cola, for being the beverage choice for KSU athletics events. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. Thanks to Will and Jacob for joining us. I enjoyed it. I hope you did too. Reminder, please rate and subscribe to this podcast available wherever you're listening to podcasts right now. We move forward on Inside the Nest with Amani Johnson from Kennesaw State Women's Basketball. She sits down with Mateen as the two go over the three-point barrage that set a new Kennesaw State Division I single-game record in Sunday's victory over the North Florida Ospreys. Here's Amani
3: and Mateen on Inside the Nest. How's it going, Owls fans? This is Mattine Rad from KSU Athletics here for an Inside the Nest exclusive interview with today's guest. She's the co-captain of KSU women's basketball team. It's junior guard Amani Johnson. Amani, how are you doing today?
4: Mateen, thanks for having me. How are you?
3: I'm doing great. I had a fantastic weekend watching the team win, but you had an even better weekend securing your 300th assist on Saturday. And after having 11 assists on Sunday, you're only 16 assists away from being the best playmaker in Owl's history. What makes you love throwing dimes, and what do you think makes you so dang good at it?
4: Um, I don't know. I think a big shout out to my teammates because I don't get assists if they don't make shots. So um, that's something that you know I get them the ball, but it's really all them finishing it. And we have a lot of good playmakers, and sometimes. I have to give them credit because sometimes my passes are a little bit sketchy, but they always make something good happen out of it. So um, a big shout out to them. As far as why I'm so good at um, assists, I don't know, I have a pretty high basketball IQ and I can kind of see the game and read the defense. it um, has been one of my goals this year to really um, improve with my assists because we have, like I said, a lot of playmakers and to limit my turnovers. And uh, I started out conference play a little sketchy on the turnovers, but I've definitely improved a lot there and I've been able to get my teammates to ball in positions to score.
3: Absolutely, I agree. Of course, Sunday's 81-73 win against North Florida was the first conference win of the season. The team has been so close to finding the formula against Liberty, against North Alabama. What worked Sunday against UNF?
4: I think this week we had a really competitive and challenging week at practice. We didn't necessarily have hard practices like running necessarily but we got up and down every day and really competed and I think on Friday there was so much competition in practice that it just set us right into the weekend and I think on Saturday we really wanted to get the win and we were right there and we couldn't finish it and I think Sunday we were like we are not letting that happen again today is our day this is our opportunity and I think that just how we prepared this week with just focusing on us and really getting after it and you know, we were in each other's space, trash talking each other, competitive. Um, and I think that really propelled us into the weekend.
3: Obviously, it was a career weekend for you. You shot seven from seven from beyond the arc, scoring 22 points in Sunday's win. Watching you play, I was right on the sideline. Were there some points during the game where you said, let me just shoot it. Let me heat check right now because I cannot miss
4: um, so it's actually funny because the day before on Saturday, I was over five from three. So coming into the game in the first quarter, there was a couple shots that I didn't take because I wasn't hesitant because, you know, shoot or shoot. So you gotta, you gotta just brush it off and could play the next day. But, um, after the first quarter, I only had one shot attempt and, um, coach Alex pulled me aside before the start of the second quarter. I was like, Amani, you have one shot attempt in 10 minutes. You need to be more aggressive. <laughs> So I went out and like the first or second play, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna let it fly. So that's what I did. And it went in and then that gave me the confidence. And also um Jillian Piccolino getting open. She she knocked some down first, which definitely opened it up. And I was like, if she hit them, then I can hit them. So it was on press awesome um on Sunday for sure.
3: Was was adding three pointers to the team's game part of the game plan going into Sunday's game? Because to be honest with you, shooting threes hasn't been a big part of our game this season.
4: Um, Yes, it was definitely a part of the game plan Um, this week during practice. We knew that North Florida was probably going to play us in a zone Um, because like you said, we're not. We we are a three-point shooting team, but our statistics don't show that and we haven't made a lot this year but we are definitely capable as we showed um so we knew they were going to play us a zone and the only way to get someone out of the zone is to shoot them out of it um which we did but they went back to it and we just kept capitalizing on um what they were giving us
3: of course coach agnes baronado was in the building for the big win how much of an added motivation was it for the team to see her cheering from the stands
4: Um, I think that gave us an extra edge I think we we came in on Sunday knowing that we were going to win I don't think we were going to accept losing I think we would have done whatever it took Um, but I think during warm-up seeing coach B up there I was like guys coach B's up there Um, and then a couple minutes later coach K came out and told everybody coach B was up there and we waved her and I think just seeing her up there gave everybody um, kind of a reality check because we always say like she's our why she's like what we're playing for um but I think sometimes she gets out of touch with us not seeing her um, as much as we usually do and I think seeing that we were like okay there's no time like right now and that's one of our um like slogans or sayings for the year is now um which is no opportunity wasted and that's that's just the mentality that we had going into the game on Sunday.
3: You are a young co-captain for a really young team with a lot of outstanding freshmen I mean you look at Julia Rodriguez has been a starter this season. You look at Yamani Paul has been a starter for the whole season. Uh, Stacy Jones is arguably one of the best players in the conference right now. Can you talk about how important the play and the development of the freshmen has been to the team this season?
4: Uh, yeah, our freshmen are incredible. We have definitely had a lot of ups and downs with them and it was hard bringing in five new people at once. Um, and like I said, we've definitely had some challenges, but they are so athletic like that is the one thing that you cannot say they are so fast so athletic some plays that they make i'm like how did they even do that like they and we have seen so much from all of them like we got to see a lot of minutes um from Breeland Snipes this weekend um Jody Mullins was shooting 100% from the three for a while um so the, the three that you mentioned and then those two we have just this is a class that is going to be special and I hope they all stay together and they all stay here because they can take the program somewhere else. Like their athleticism and their ability and they haven't even fully come into it yet, which is what is so surprising Like you. We see their potential because we see stuff at practice that not everyone can see. Um, but once, once they realize what they can really do, I don't know, the ASUN is going to be in trouble. I hope I'm still here for it to see it, but we'll
3: see. I can't wait to see it myself. The team travels to Louisville, Kentucky to face uh Asa newcomers, Bellarmine University, this weekend. Is there any extra added challenge preparing for a team that Kennesaw State has never faced before?
4: Um, so this year has really been about us because right now we're having this conversation. We're supposed to play Bellarmine. You never know tomorrow or next days it might change. So exactly. um, that's one challenge. Just you know, COVID changing things up. Um, and personally, I feel like I'm in a position where I know all the teams in the conference very well. So when we get our scout, I already know a majority of the things that are going to be on it from playing the teams for two years. Um, so for me, this will be a challenge because I, I don't know anyone on their team besides like a little bit of film that I've watched on my own. Um, but I think, like I said, we really like to focus on us. And as long as we go out and play how we played this weekend um, and just keep building on that, I don't think it'll be a problem.
3: You can see why she's the captain, Owls fans. Amani, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it.
4: Thanks, thanks for having me.
3: Owls fans, make sure to catch Amani in action this weekend as KSU takes on Bellarmine University. It's time for Wellstar's
0: wellness tip of the podcast. Be mindful of your mental health this winter. Each day, try to devote at least 15 minutes to stress reduction through exercise or meditation. Taking time for you can help boost your spirits and keep you feeling positive all season long. For more mental health tips, visit wellstar.org. Back to school means big savings at the university stores. Stock up on five-star spirals. Thereby four, get one free. Receive 30% off Letstrom 1917 Journals, get 30-40% to 40% off pens, pencils, and more. You can carry it all in a new backpack. Select styles are 25% off. Students also receive special educational pricing when it comes to technology at Altech. Trade in your old tech products for cash to use towards the purchase of a new Apple or Dell. Through January 31st, Dell is offering a $100 rebate on select models priced $499 and up. Offer available in-store and online while supplies last. We wrap up Inside the Nest with Jordan Griffith's trip around the A-Sun to get you everything you need to know about the conference before this
5: weekend's action. What's going on, Al fans? Jordan Griffith here for another edition of A Trip Around the A-Sun. So, we have news. We have your your scoreboard updates. Bellarmine win their first D1 game for the women. This is a big deal, so let's just get right into it. Talking about those Bellarmine Knights for the women, they notched their very first D1 win. So, they just moved from the D2 level like we were just talking about early on in this season. They are the new kids on the block here in the A Sun replacing NJIT and they get their first win 71 to 64 over Stetson. Now, to be perfectly candid, Bellarmine has not had a great season. One of 10 right now, one in 10 on the year, one of 5 in the A Sun, but that's good enough to to be able to go from last to second to last, which I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but making a jump from D2 to D1 is never easy, especially in such a tough A Sun conference year in and year out. Leading the way for that for that game was Lauren Deal, 22 points. She was really she really had her game on in just 23 minutes of play. Only played 23 minutes and scored 22 points. So, congratulations to Bellarmine getting their first D D1 win for the women. Let's see what they can do in the future. You want to talk about one of the better players for the women in the A Sun, Kirsten Bell, starting sophomore guard for Florida Gulf Coast right now. 45 points against the Bison. She averages 22.5 per game, two rebounds, two assists. But what's most important about this stat line, she averages 24.5 minutes. And she gets almost 23 points per game, as I just said. She almost gets a point a minute for this Florida Gulf Coast team. That is absolutely spectacular. The transfer, sophomore guard from Ohio. She's playing a special brand of basketball right now. Uh, she has won Newcomer of the Week in the A Sun for the fifth time, not consecutive, but she's won a f- total of five times throughout the entire season. So Bell, really on a tear for Florida Gulf Coast. And as for the men, very similar situation as we had last week with a potential record-breaking stat. We also have for the men this week as well. Now, again, this person is not leading in this category, but K.J. Johnson from Lipscomb, number double zero. Three-point percentage. Right now, he's sitting at 51.5. First of all, congratulations to that already. The season is starting to wind down. you got six to eight conference games left in the season. And to right now be shooting um, 33 three-point shots, 50%. That's absolutely outstanding. But the current three-point all-time holder in the ASUN conference, actually coming back to Kennesaw State, Nick Masterson, you look at all the Kennesaw State records. It seems as though he has all of the shooting titles in 2016-17. He he shot at at 54.1 percent, so he's just a few percentage points off. KJ Johnson isn't shooting the ball at such a high clip compared to some of these other record books, but that's still something to keep an eye on. And just glad to see a Kennesaw State guy in there with the ace on record for the Kennesaw State Owls men's team. I wish I could say the road got a little easier, but right now it doesn't seem to be. They seem to keep getting the hottest opponents in the A Sun. They are going to face Bellarmine this weekend in Kennesaw. The 29th is the first game Friday night. And Bellarmine, they are adjusting very well to the move, the men's team is. They're at 7-5 right now, 4-2 within the conference, which is good for third. Tied for third, There, excuse me, tied for second, a three-way tie between Liberty, Bellarmine, and North Florida. But They're adjusting pretty well, and then they have to go and play the the Knights. The Knights are playing very good basketball, and Kennesaw State has not faced the bottom two teams in the conference yet, and that is Florida Gulf Coast and Stetson. They have not been able to play those two programs. Of course, they are waiting until the very last minute to play those guys. So Kennesaw State is still in last place right now with zero conference wins. You can see the teams just right there on the brink, but I wish I could say the road got easier. It certainly doesn't matchup. I'm going to be looking out for here. This weekend is going to be North Alabama versus North Florida. The North's facing off five and one is North Alabama right now versus a four and two North Florida team. North Alabama is so special on the offensive end of the court. They can score in so many different ways from CJ Brim to Peyton Youngblood to Emmanuel littles down in the paint right now. They're in first place in the a Sun going to Jacksonville in North Florida And North Florida sitting at 4-2, coming off of a three-point win, barely escaping over Kennesaw State. They're sitting at 6-10 overall in the year. But that record doesn't matter because they're at 4-2, which is good enough for, once again, tied for second in the A-Sun. Interesting enough, Lipscomb, actually two games above 500, underneath North Florida. And once again, Lipscomb at 5-3. It's not about how many wins you have, it's about how many losses. So the winning percentage, not quite there for Lipscomb. North Florida taking the spot right over them, even though Lipscomb has, is tied for the most wins within the conference. But North Alabama going on the road at North Florida, that is going to be a matchup to watch. And it ends as quickly as it starts. That is it for me here on a trip around the A-Sun. Thank you guys so much for listening. I've had terrific time, just such a it's so interesting researching these teams and finding out factoids about what's happening within the conference. It has just been a great time as the season's starting to come to a close. They're at least in the back half at the moment. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Jordan Griffith for Owl Network.
0: Thanks for joining us on this episode of Inside the Nest. Will, Jacob, Mateen, Amani, and Jordan, we appreciate your appearances and contributions. I'm Nolan Alexander. We look forward to seeing you this weekend at home for men's basketball against Bellarmine University. You can snag your tickets at ksuals.com slash tickets. Inside the Nest has been brought to you by Fifth Third Bank, the official bank of KSU athletics. This is fandom of Fifth Third Better. Visit 53.com for more information. Until next time, go apps.